The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. And today we're talking about how everything is meaningless. Before we get started, please, if you have yet to subscribe to this podcast, please do so. We're available on every podcasting app. And also, if you've yet to share this show with at least 35 people, you need to get on that stat because it's that important. Also, my co-host, Abby, constructed a fantastic playlist entitled Two Millennials, One Playlist, featuring all of our song recommendations from the last six months. Check it out. All right, we're going to talk about how everything is pretty much meaningless. And the reason I bring this up is because this episode of the podcast, we have officially hit six months. We've been doing this for 26 consecutive weeks. And I know when we first fired up the old laptop and recorded this, I did not picture that in six months we would still be doing this. I definitely thought we'd be done by the end of the school year. I thought we'd be done by the second episode after (laughs) the backlash that was received from that first one. But we persevered, we maintained, we resisted, and here we are on week 26, which as we all know is half of a year. We're starting our third trimester. <laughs> this podcast is our baby, and we're starting a third trimester. What What do we birth at the end of this? <laughs> uh, maybe on our nine month, like when we should have our podcast baby, we can put out something of us singing. I like it. We do an entire episode that is musical, where we sing the whole thing. Oh my gosh, like one of those special episodes from like TV shows that they randomly do a musical episode. Yeah, except (laughs) it'll be in the podcast form. That's actually a decent idea. Nine months, folks, look for that. I'll start writing those songs right now. (laughs) Not to toot our own horn, I'll eviscerate all of this here in a moment, but since this is our sixth month episode, we have a cake in the studio. And we're going to enjoy some cake. So I'm going to hit pause right now. I'm going to go cut the cake. And if you'd like to see a picture of us eating cake, I'm sure it's going to be on social media somewhere. Look, we're matching too. It'll be good. Oh, Lord. We certainly are. All right. We have consumed cake. It was okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I learned just now that my co-host does not care for frosting as a substance and this cake was slathered in frosting i feel bad that people learn that i don't like frosting because usually that's everyone's favorite part of a cake and they always bring it on birthdays and things and i will wipe it off of a cupcake in the wrapper and just eat the cupcake or i'll like eat around it at weddings so i feel bad because i ruin everyone's desserts but just not a fan fair enough all right, as we have been talking about and eating cake in memory of, we've made it six months, and just for fun, I looked up some things that did not last six months, or here are some things that this podcast lasted longer than. Things that did not last six months. Number one, Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Chris Humphreys was an NBA player, not even a good one. He was a marginally good NBA player, and him and Kim K were married for 72 days. But these are all things that, like, they didn't start around the same time as us. Correct. We're not outlasting these things from a time frame perspective. We're just saying that they did not last six months, and somehow this rickety podcast did. Mm. Number two, this podcast has lasted longer than William Henry Harrison's entire presidency. (laughs) 
I wish we lasted longer than Donald Trump's presidency. Preach. Maybe we can. Maybe <laughs> we can. Yeah, so old William Henry Harrison, if you don't know, he was president for approximately 31 days. He got pneumonia in about the third week of his presidency and died. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> You've ascended to the highest level of uh, the United States government and then you die. Hmm. We've also lasted longer than Anthony Scaramucci's time in the White House. Don't know who that is. He was the White House communications director for exactly 10 days before he got the boot. You don't know who Anthony Scaramucci is, the mooch? Oh, you need to Google him. We also have lasted longer than Michael Flynn's time as the national security advisor. He lasted 24 days before they realized that he was in Putin's pocket, essentially, and got booted out of the government. Hmm. And (laughs) this exciting fact, we have almost lasted longer than Sean Spicer's time as press secretary at the White House. I don't know what to what to say about that. How to feel about all of those people. I, I'm thrilled though. I'm happy that our our podcast has lasted almost as long as Spicy's time in the White House. He's lasted for exactly six months and one day. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday and we have not ended the podcast as far as you know, we have tied Sean Spicer. What if we get in a giant fight and that's just it? I don't know what we'd fight about. Me being late to stuff. Oh, you mean like, uh, <laughs> give me 20 minutes, I, 30 minutes. I mean, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. That type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nah, we're flexible here at Two Millennials One Podcast. We can handle that. As I said previously, why we're talking about nothing mattering is we're kind of making a joke about, hey, we lasted six months. How cool is that? In the whole scope of human existence, though, that means literally nothing. Nothing at all. This is the most meaningless achievement there is. Hmm, That's really depressing, and I don't think like that. Well, you need to start because that's what this episode is about. Sometimes, do you ever get in those think holes you're like wow well i'm 27 years old and that doesn't matter and life is fleeting and everything else is arbitrary and i was put here for no reason yes those are my daily thoughts love that so we hit six months and what made me think about this is besides this being a completely arbitrary mark of time is if we quit producing episodes or if we stop the podcast, which will happen at some point, we'll either get tired of doing it, we'll run out of topics, one of us will perish, one of those things will end this podcast, and then after that, what becomes of it? And when I try to think about that, the answer is nothing. Nothing becomes of it. This will not permeate time nor space, and eventually people will just quit listening. Dude, that's crazy. Well, I mean, what if one of us becomes famous and the, it'll live on forever because they're like, oh my gosh, look at this before they got famous. Like, that's crazy. Like all the One Direction vlogs on YouTube. Correct. That would be the one argument to this podcast just becoming victim of time and disappearing is if one of us does hit it big and creates a name for ourselves, or somehow this podcast hits it big and it becomes part of popular culture, that would change the outcome. But for all reasonable thought, that's unfortunately not going to happen. Yeah, like if we get as big as Good Mythical Morning, if you look back on their early episodes, they're at this like fold up table in a basement. Their podcast is just as sketchy as ours. And now they're a very wealthy company and it's yeah. a big deal. And they have products and sponsors and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, that'll be us someday. That's positive thinking. So I was thinking about time and how time pretty much erases everything if you get far enough away from it. And I started exploring what have humans done? What have humans made, created that have had such a lasting impact or some people that have had such a lasting impact that we still talk about them or still recognize them? So Abby, to you, who is the oldest ancestor of yours that you can think of? How far back can you (laughs) 
reasonably discuss your family? Uh, I know. My mom's grandma, probably. So your great-grandma's as far back as you can go? Yeah. Do you know what year she was born? No. Could you estimate it? Actually, I think it's 1901. I'm actually pretty positive on that one. So the farthest back that you know your family is at the beginning of the 20th century. Yes. Which would be different for my mom because my mom has done so much research in genealogy. But we're talking about me here. Correct. Myself included, who has looked into my genealogy, I know some names and I can reference some years and some people, but... You don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about them and eventually that ends. I can tell you 1820, my great-great-great-grandfather was born in what is technically now France and moved to America... I know that. I know that stuff. I know how he came over and where he came in, but I don't know anything before that. What was he? What was his occupation? Farmer. Oh, classic. Classic. Yep. Came to America, came up the Mississippi River, and settled in good old Iowa. And my family was there. You mean he was an immigrant? He was an immigrant. What? And he came to America? He did. What? Gave him land. And gave him things? Citizenship. And a job? Yeah. That's ridiculous. But we can't have that anymore, Abby. Right. Sorry. You're right. So between the two of us, We can pretty much get back to, at least for me, the beginning of the 1800s, for Abby, the beginning of the 1900s, and then there's just this vast nothingness that we know nothing about. There's literally almost 2,000 years of stuff that we don't know about. I would argue that's more than 2,000 years still, but I know what you're saying. There's a lot of time that we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. Going down that same vein, so we don't know anything about our family before that, name some humans that existed prior to 1900 that we know the names of queen nefertiti okay who else jesus okay (laughs) anybody else i mean there's tons of people before us yeah george washington uh what's that uh napoleon why are you just having me name off random names i want you to tell me why you know those names oh why did they stand out why can you reference napoleon but in 200 years from now unfortunately no one's going to reference abby (laughs) or ethan gable correct i mean because i haven't done anything shake worthy you haven't shook. Right. And those people shook the earth. I mean, I shook KHS one time. A few times. But other than that, I don't know. I'm not noteworthy yet. What about monuments or objects that humans have created? Can you name some old ones for me? Uh, the Pyramids of Giza. Mm-hmm. Or the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. What makes those stand out or what made those last? Why didn't the hut that some ancestor of yours remain? Why can't we find those? They don't have a big importance in anybody else's life. And also, they weren't structurally sound, probably, so... Probably not. So, there are things that transcend time, to some extent. Love. (laughs) Explain. How how does that... Because love travels through all dimensions. I can actually construct an argument of how love somehow transcends time, as Abby likes to point out on the daily. (laughs) I suppose for us to be here right now, there had to be some chain of love that happened between our ancestors that continued unbroken until this moment, I suppose. Otherwise, well, I guess that's not necessarily true. You don't have to love Your someone great, to great, procreate. Your great, 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 great ancestors probably loved their child so much that they protected them from mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. Allowing them to reach an age to have their own children yes. and so forth and so yes. on. And like prevented them from getting polio and aided them through yellow fever and things like that compelling argument, Abby. I'll accept that. You're welcome. But what I'm getting at through all of this is it's hard to leave your mark on the world or leave an impact on humanity. 
there have been so many people that have done so many cool things that just simply are not remembered. They have fallen victim to time. Personally, it does not matter at all. I'm just here to have a good time and at least make somebody else's day a little bit better. I agree with that. I'm not faulting or saying this is a bad phenomenon that happens. I'm just saying it's interesting that there have been billions and billions of people and you only know a few of their names and there have been billions and billions of buildings and structures built and you only know a few of them. Do you think that they know going into it that they're going to be remembered? I think some of them do. I'm pretty sure Hitler had a good idea that he would be remembered. Yeah. I'm trying to think of situations where someone did something that changed the world and they're remembered, but they didn't realize it. Rosa Parks. Until after. Guarantee you Rosa Parks wasn't like, I bet everyone's going to remember me. That's fair. Or even the person that found the polio vaccine. Vaccine. Thank you. The polio vaccine or anyone that develops drugs and those type of things. We may not even know their name. Oh, yeah, like the antibiotics from the fungus. Sure. Penicillin, is that what it is? Penicillin, yeah. Uh, I think those would be candidates as well as people that may not know quite their impact while they're doing it. That's wild. Or like, what if somebody dies and it was necessary for them to die in order for us to find some new thing that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, that's an interesting thought as well. The Iceman, he died in the mountains and his body was perfectly preserved and now everybody it's like a an anomaly of how well he was preserved and he actually left some physical remains yeah there's another example that dude he did it he transcended time i don't know what his name is but you know of him yeah who do you think currently alive has that staying power where in 200 years there'll be two people having a podcast or whatever they do in 200 years barack obama you think he has a big enough impact he's an incredible man and he's still doing incredible things I love him. He might have that staying power, but who knows? At what point do you think we'll stop being able to reference Hitler or George Washington or any of the people you named previously? Is there an expiration date for everything? When America isn't a country anymore, there won't be a need to study its history necessarily as much as we do now. So like George Washington won't be a prevalent character to say like, this was the beginning of the government in America because like the way government ran back then isn't how we run it now anyways. So... It's slowly being less necessary for us to talk about him. I hope that we never stop talking about the Holocaust because if we don't remember it, then we're bound to repeat it kind of thing. What freaks me out a little bit, and this happens several times through history, is we concentrate our knowledge as humans. And back in the day, those used to be on scrolls in a library. And there have been instances in history where that sucker burned down and we just yeah. lost a bunch of human oh my gosh, knowledge. That's wild to think about. So the analog to right now is... All of our information is on the internet. We don't do anything in books and scrolls anymore. It's all online. And there are plenty of things that will take down or can take down the internet and the system and wipe it all. An electromagnetic pulse. You could get some terrorist attack on the system. That would be a travesty. If Wikipedia somehow disappeared and they couldn't back that up, you know how much information and knowledge about humanity would just be gone? Oh my gosh, because of all that crowdsourcing that's been done and little individual people who know random facts about stuff. Oh my gosh. And if that went down, people would be like, well, humans currently will have that knowledge and will be able to put that back together. I don't think that's the case. I think no. because that crowdsourcing effect exists, I think all of us know less. We have the ability to go look stuff up and we have the ability to access more, but innately we know less. It seems like we know more because we have that at our availability and at our fingertips, but we just have the availability to know more. Right. And if, like I said, the internet goes down and I need to fix my car or I need to fix my computer or I need to find out what's safe to put on my pumpkins that I'm growing, if I don't have the internet for that, <laughs> I'm done. I mean, yeah, the recipe I used for 
the cake that we made, like, that came from the internet, and I don't buy recipe books, and so I'd be screwed because I love to bake, but I don't have any of that stuff printed, and I don't know. We do all of our research now on computers and stuff, and we're only required to have maybe three book resources, so... I definitely know my generation would be boned if we had to do research projects without a computer or something. I think the greatest human achievement we have right now is the internet and all of the information that it contains. And I think without any outside influence that that would be our legacy from this generation, from us as people. If that body of knowledge can stretch on, I think that will be what's left. Because if you can preserve that, then you can preserve Abby Richmond, Ethan Gable, Adolf Hitler, George Washington. It's all contained in that. But if for some reason that goes down, then that's wiped. Mm -hmm. And if you get far enough away from that, then now these huge figures of human history and huge things that we experienced in wars and depressions and all these things, that's gone. It's lost. If you lose that record and you're four generations down the line and no one has firsthand experience of that, it's gone. The only things that will show that I existed and what I did during my life will be like my yearbook or the things that I've done in the newspaper. And that's literally it. Right. And those, unfortunately, they're noteworthy, but not noteworthy enough to even be featured or quickly identified. It's there if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. But it's not apparent. That's what I'm saying is if you can preserve the internet, then everyone's preserved. But if that somehow goes down, that will be equivalent to losing a library of scrolls back in antiquity. And think about all of the information that those scrolls contained about the ancient world that was just gone. That creeps me out. Like, what was going on back then that we'll never know about? Maybe it was on purpose that we weren't supposed to know about it, and there was a secret restart that nobody knows about because the restart wasn't written about. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. Just out of curiosity, I did some research on... What are some of the oldest human artifacts that have ever been turned up? The oldest bound book is a copy of the Gospel of St. John, which should make you happy. And it's from the 7th century. So it's 1300 years old. What did they write it on? It was bound. I assume it was on some sort of parchment or maybe an animal hide. Yeah, I feel like today's paper wouldn't last that long. Yeah, so it's impressive that a book has lasted that long, 1300 years. Like you said, there aren't any books, as far as I can tell, that we interact with that they're going to dig up out of the ground someday and be like, oh, Harry Potter. Look at this Harry Potter book <laughs> in pristine condition. Wait, 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 wait. What if somebody finds a Harry Potter book and they think that it's historical text that's, and that's what they go off of? That's exactly right. Yes. What if they pull Harry Potter up out of the ground and then they're like, Harry Potter must be God. He's a magician. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wizard. And he this defeated is, the Dark Lord. This is our gospel. Exactly. That would be wild. So Hermione would be like Mary and... Ron would be... I'm one of the disciples. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Ronald Weasley. <laughs> Another really old human artifact, the oldest coin ever found dates back to around 600 BC, and it was from the Greeks. It was a piece of metal that was stamped, and it was used as currency. Just one? They found a few of them. Oh, okay. I was going to say how they know that's what it was and not like a button or something. Yep. Definitely confirmed to be currency. And I think we have a chance of making that last as far as our currency goes, at least the the there's, metal currency yeah, that we still there's use. literally they're all over the place sure dropped yeah. in drains and in the ocean right. and thrown in fountains if you and go bury a quarter in the backyard that may turn up in a thousand years and people will be like holy crap check this out 
that's crazy because right now if you find it you're like wow cool i just dug this far to find a penny from 1902 well we're to the point now where if you're just going down the street and you see pennies and nickels like who picks those up anymore not me not me either it costs more to make a penny than it's worth yeah it's not (laughs) worth your time to bend over and get it but we're getting out of that part of history of using metal currency. I don't even get why we use paper currency anymore. Most people don't. We're all about credit and digital currencies. Which is kind of scary. Guess how old the oldest wood building is? A couple years old. 1,400 years old. <laughs> it's made out of wood? Yep. It was finished in 607 That's AD. wild. Where's it at? Japan. Japan. Would not have guessed that. Yep. It has been in service for 1,400 years. This one was wild. The oldest human instrument, as in musical instrument, was a bone- A flute. F- flute? Yeah. Yeah. A bone flute whittled out of mammoth tusk, and it dates back to 42,000 years ago. How do they know that something like a drumstick wasn't before that? That's fair. I mean, anything could literally be a drumstick. Yeah. The first recognizable... Pitched instrument. Sure. Something that they could definitively say, hey, this is an instrument. But 42,000 years, props, humans, good job. That lasted a really, really long time. Do you think the people that whittled those flutes were like, oh, in 42,000 <laughs> years from now, they're going to be like, oh, I found this flute. Dude, no. I bet they were just like, I'm so bored. I want to sit around this campfire and pray for rain. Eat my mammoth meat and make this flute. What innocuous things do we do on the daily that could somehow stretch that long? Toothbrushes. They'll never disintegrate. Gosh, yeah. You just circled back to last week. All that plastic we're dumping in the ocean. That'll be there forever. Yeah, except no one's going to dig it up and be excited about it. They're going to be walking on it and cussing us out because we treated our planet like a giant trash can. We did. When everything's dead and there's no food for the remaining humans, they will be very pissed about all the plastic everywhere. Yeah. My final lasting impact of humanity, the oldest tools ever found were found in Ethiopia, and they have been dated to 2.5 to 2.6 million years ago. Was it like a stolen pestle? No, it was actually a sharpened rock. Apparently, oh, just for like, okay, yeah. Like cutting that makes more sense. muscle off of bone of animals. Duh. 2.5 to 2.6 million years ago. Anything right now in your world that has that lasting power? No. I mean, saying that now, I'm going to say no, but think about how many advances are going to happen from now until like 2.5 million years from now. It all goes back to the internet or whatever digital system we're using in the future. If that can preserve itself and maintain and you can have a version of Wikipedia or the whole human history on it, then all of us will live on. Every aspect of our culture, society will live on. That's our staying power as humans. Do you remember life without the WWW? I definitely remember a life without the World Wide Web, yes. I don't really. It was a lot of terrible research and having to get the Britannica down off the shelf. to. Yeah, I never did that. That's wild. It built character. Not to mention all the things we take for granted. Like if I wanted to know how much money I had in the bank, I had to physically go to the bank. (laughs) If I wanted to call somebody, I had to get the white pages out. Times have changed. If you didn't live in that pre-World Wide Web time frame, you have a good. What do you think about cemeteries? I hate them. For what reason? Um, I think it's a waste of space. I think that, albeit a good place to visit and remember and care about lost loved ones, I think that you could do that in other ways that didn't take up space and resources. I agree, fundamentally. But as far as a snapshot of the past, I think that's a great representation of that phenomenon. 
we have literal plots of land where you just go view names and dates of people that used to exist. Yeah, sometimes when my mom is working with genealogy and things like that, we'll go to the graveyards to uh, take pictures of headstones to upload. And uh, in some of the really old cemeteries that are like behind houses and that are like personal cemeteries, you can tell stories of each of the families and it's really neat. There's this one that we found and it was just one pillar and on each of the sides there was a mom and then her three children that had died a couple years apart each from a different disease and it said that and you could tell that they were children because of the like dates and everything and it was really sad but it's interesting to be able to piece together stories of their lives just from reading their headstones. And we've done the same thing in our family. That's interesting. That's stuff you can get from a cemetery. And then you and me, who aren't going to be buried in a cemetery with a traditional headstone. Yeah, no one's going to be able to go to my peach tree and be like, oh, Abby Richmond, she lived a life doing this and blah, 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 and was born in this year and died in this year because of this. So what I want on my oak tree that contains my remains is I want an RFID tag where you come up with your cell phone. Oh, and you that's scan wild. It, and it's my bio so you can know who I was, who this tree is. That's so cool. That's a good idea. Uh, Are you going to link your social media pages? I am. My Twitter that hasn't been updated in like 38 years. People can read my old tweets, my old haikus. Okay, my Facebook though is such a good way like if anybody wanted to really stalk me and try and figure out who I was there's so much to learn from all my social media pages you could really get to know somebody from reading all those probably most people's legacy at this point is our social media pages if those aren't shut down upon death which a lot of times they aren't that's your connection to someone that has died at this point in time That'll be a topic of discussion at some point in the near future is what to do with that as more and more people die with a web presence. Should they be archived? Should the family have a chance to take it down if they want to? Because right now they just float. I know several people that have passed away whose Facebook and Twitter profiles are still up and at them. I kind of like it just because I can see, like I can look back and read what they were doing or look at back and when their lives were happy and that kind of thing. Also, how many physical pictures do you have? Uh, I have a whole box of them in that closet there. Are they old though? Yes. Yeah. I don't usually print off any of my new pictures. They're just all on my phone. Very true. I have very few recent pictures that have been printed. That goes back to everything hinges on us protecting the internet. If that ever is to go down and get deleted, the whole thing. Like I say that they're safe because they're all in the cloud or whatever. So if my phone ever breaks, I'm fine. But if the cloud goes down, if the cloud goes down, I'm screwed. Or for some reason we can't get electricity or energy and we can't access the cloud. How heartbreaking is that? If I get separated from my parents and everything, like some kind of system Armageddon, if that happens and I've been separated from my family, I have no current pictures of them to like carry around with me. I mean, that goes to how many phone numbers do you know off the top of your head? How many addresses do you know off the top of your head? If you're needing to contact these people, would you be able to do it? That's so crazy. We solely depend on this thing. Through current life and our legacy is all hinged on technology right now. The I generation. This is what it's like. As I stated earlier, none of this really matters. Your time on Earth, regardless of what you believe, it should be fulfilling. It should be trying to better your life and your friends and your peers' life and everyone here. Because ultimately, you can last, your memory can last 100, 200, 500, 1,000 years on the internet. It could last forever, but eventually the sun will explode and everything will be gone and nothing will matter. Keep that happy thought in mind. Avi, 
got a song pick of the week for us. Private Fears in Public Places by Front Porch Step. What a good one. I've been listening to a lot of FPS lately. They're so sad. They're so gut-wrenching and overdramatic. My song pick of the week, I'll go with Screaming Infidelities by Dashboard Confessional. Another just like kind of gut-wrenching, my girlfriend cheated on me type of song. What a good one, though. It is a great Man, that's a scream in the car kind of song. That is a scream in the car. (laughs) No kidding. All right, folks, thank you for checking us out this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode examining why none of us matter at all. If you didn't enjoy it, I hope you tune in next week because we won't talk about this probably ever again. (laughs) Thank you all for checking us out this week. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a fantastic week, folks. Stay toasty. Stay toasty.